What's the hula hoop for? Morale, dude. This tune will be as fun as a tropical island. As a tropical island. As a tropical island. As a tropical island. It's podcast time. Your ball grabber friends will talk about their Disneyland. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we are here starting season three. Season three. That's the truth. I'm so excited for this. Matthew. Uh, yeah. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. We're surviving. Yeah. So we had ever intention of recording sooner, but with the COVID crisis, we um, my work became a lot busier. I do work in healthcare, and I'm on the front lines with my staff. Yeah, so I was really, really tired after work, and we just weren't able to get things going. But things have finally settled down enough that we are in a position where we can record. So we're super, super excited to join our friends back at Adventure Time yeah. and uh, share our experiences. I forgot how much I missed recording well, until we started recording again 10 seconds ago. I feel like I'm home. <laughs> I missed Adventure Time. I totally did too. When I was watching, I was like, oh, I just love this show so yeah, much. It's great. It's it's, it's just it's such a breath of like positive fresh air. It is. It totally is. Yeah. And I, I love it. I think we needed that after taking a trip to Walmart today. Oh my goodness. So I did make us some homemade masks and we needed to go to Walmart and um pick up a few things and um it was super anxiety-provoking, for sure. But you made some really cool masks for us. Yeah. Yours is uh, from a Seahawks fabric, mm-hmm. and mine is from a Star Wars fabric. I know. So that got a comment or two yeah. in the store, so that was cool. It would have been cool. You know, I wish we had Adventure Time fabric, but I don't think Joanne's has Adventure Time yeah, part. It's fabric. all good, because I'm wearing my Adventure Time socks right now. Yeah, you are. Yeah, just for the occasion. So those socks... um. Um, I bought you. <laughs> I bought you for our wedding when we got married. Um, just over three or three years ago. Almost three. Almost years three ago. years ago. So there's a story and a story. Matt is really good at remembering dates. I suck at remembering dates. Oh, really? I think I'm at, I'm mediocre at best at remembering dates. No, well, but between impo- the two of us, we're okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, so I I ordered them for our wedding, and they were like custom socks, and so they took a much longer than I had anticipated to take. So they actually weren't ready for our wedding, so I got them Godzilla socks instead that I found at a store. My other passion. Yes. And the Adventure Time socks came later, and they're a match made in heaven. Yeah, I love them. I wear them. uh, I try to wear them at least once a week. Mm -hmm. Adventure Time and Godzilla. So that got me thinking, um, because, you know, I'm, I'm... Doing classes from home now, and so yeah, I'm, I've I've become a total hermit. I'm like a cockroach person, pretty much. If anybody remembers the uh, 1998 American-made Godzilla movie with Ferris Bueller in it, that nobody seemed to like. There was a cartoon series made out of it in the late 90s that lasted, I think, two or three seasons. And I started watching it like 20 years later. And there's a there's a fun connection between that show and Adventure Time. Really? Yeah. What is it? So Tom Kenny, the voice of the Ice King, was the voice of a robot in that show. No way. Who dies in every episode. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so he's like Kenny from South Park. <laughs> that's yeah. great. Yeah, he's been voice acting forever now. That's cool though. Yeah, so that's fun. What else have you been up to while we're avoiding going outside too much? Well, so... 
I haven't. So roller derby has been paused for now. Um, we um, have had to, we are playing this tournament and had to cancel our tournament, um, which was like tons of work just put on pause. So hopefully we'll be off it next year. But I don't know. We've been running. Yes, we have. Matt um, set a goal this year to run a marathon or half marathon and also a goal to celebrate Halloween in an epic way because... Because I love Halloween. Halloween is like his favorite. He think about it every day. He loves it more than Christmas or Thanksgiving or Fourth of July or Valentine's Day or any other holiday. I think, you know what sucks is that Halloween doesn't have a meal that it's known for. You know, you get candy. Which is cool. Well, some people would argue that candy can be a meal. It can be a meal that makes you feel just awful the next morning. <laughs> true. Hashtag truth. Hashtag truth. <laughs> there we go. Someone over my words is that, already. Is that, all you, is that all you were going to say? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we were looking at half marathons and he was like, um, here's a Halloween one. And he's like, I could do both of my goals in one event. So we are signed up for a half marathon that is Halloween themed, and we haven't picked out our costumes yet, but we're definitely dressing up. Oh yeah, for sure. We got to find something that's comfortable to run. Uh, what was it thirteen? Thirteen point one miles. Thirteen point one miles in. So I don't. I don't want to wear like spandex and get the chafe. But what I think would be kind of funny is if we had like a blue spandex like onesie. That was like the Ice King. That'd be amazing. And you could wear like a long beard. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so disgusting by the end of a run. Okay, but so this is what we want our listenership to do is let us know what costumes you think we should run in for our 13.1 miles. I would note that I am not a runner, so we have been practicing like this couch to half marathon program, and we're going to run four miles today. Yeah. And I, when we ran four miles last week, I almost died, but... I feel I feel like we're gonna make this happen. Yeah, we both did. I've I've gotten a little fluffy over the months. Yeah, I think everyone is uh, getting a little fluffy. So uh, yeah, if anybody can think of like some practical Adventure Time costumes to run in, we're all about that. Absolutely. Yes, I'm like in my brain trying to think how I could do this. Yeah, I really want to be Flame Princess, wearing shackles, and you being Ice King. Awesome. But I don't know how to make that work, so... Mm, hmm. Maybe we'll figure something out. Let us know, guys, what you think we should do. Yeah, totally. Totally. I know there's probably a lot of cosplayers out there yes. who listen, which is, you know, still pretty new stuff to us. Totally. So, totally yeah, let new. us know. Matt. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about before we get started? No, let's jump right in. All right. Hey, guys, we're in season three. Season three. We love Adventure Time. We're still here. We're with you in this time together and let's let's rock it yeah oh and also real quick thank you to everybody who's been uh, keeping in touch with us during our little break yeah we really appreciate it we love the conversation and all the things and posting on facebook and the twitter sphere and whatnot it's great yeah we love you guys so much yeah totally yeah okay so season three episodes one and two conquest of cuteness and are you going to make me pronounce this one? Yeah, sure am. Morituri Tessalutamus. Good job. Good job. I don't know if that was correct, but sure. I'm not going to say it a second time. Okay. <laughs> episode, excuse me, season three, episode one, Conquest of Cuteness has an IMDb rating of 7.4. Oh, that's pretty low. Overall number is episode 53. Um, it was directed by Larry Leachlider, Cole Sanchez, 
written and storyboarded by Echo Castiria and Tom Herpich. Original air date was July 11, 2011, and it had 2.69 US, 2.69 million US viewers. That's a lot. Yeah. I think that's pretty high for this point in the series. Yeah. Nice. Totes. Totes. The title card is a four photo booth pictures of Finn and Jake posing in front of cutesy backgrounds. Oh my gosh, this episode is adorbs. <laughs> it's very cutesy. It is great. So, we open, picture this, in the kitchen. Imagine if you will. <laughs> Jake is cooking breakfast and Finn walks in to their kitchen. And after a quick beatboxing sesh, Jake makes an everything burrito. And when we talk about like everything burrito, like it pans to this picture of like a mound, tons, like filled of food and the cast iron and the spatula that they use to make it. And he wraps it up in a big tortilla. The everything burrito is the size of normal size Jake. Yeah. It's, it's bonkers. It's huge. I love like the the pans where he's like hugging it. He's like, I love you, baby burrito. <laughs> he's like kissing it. Yeah, there's a lot of questionable stuff in there. Like, <laughs> stuff that I think maybe Jake could digest. Finn would be a dead man. Probably. Probably. Um, Finn and Jake then hear a noise in the tree fort's yard where they encounter a small group of creatures called the cuties led by their king, whom Finn and Jake find super cute. However, their king says they're not really cute and plan on defeating Finn and Jake. <laughs> That's right. It's like, we're not cute. We're the opposite of that. It was like so adorable. And they're like, they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you're so cute. Like that, you know, like the stereotypical like, ah, and their eyes get all anime big and oh, it was adorable. Yeah. It's like when our cats try to act tough. Yes. Like, oh, we just pick them up and plop them down. <laughs> it's cute. So Jake becomes slightly disturbed after the creature's threat. But Finn and Jake get BMO to take pictures of the cuties, and the snail is seen waving, but glaring at Finn and Jake. <laughs> Why is he mad about that? Oh, yeah, that's right, because he's a lich, really. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, wow. spoiler if you didn't wow. watch season two. Yeah, what a light episode after the uh, the heavy last two episodes from season two. Right? Like, this is It's such a huge change. It's a breather. So after playing with the creatures and taking pictures of them, the cute king becomes enraged and vows to kill Finn and Jake, also insinuating that they sabotaged Jake's everything burrito. Ba -ba Jake becomes super paranoid at this point, and he yeah. cries out in horror as he looks upon his burrito. But Finn's like, dude, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I want to say, though, like, it is really funny because this everything burrito, I can't even tell you how many times I've sent the gif of Jake kissing this burrito to Matthew in our regular, like, text messages. I'm like, eating lunch, and then send the gif of him kissing his everything. Anyway, it's just, I love it. it's adorable. So Jake believes that the cuties have poisoned his burrito somehow and is put off by the fact that they knew his name and about the burrito and decides to bury it behind the tree fort and marks it with a grave. Dun, dun, dun. I love when he does that. It's like this really sad shot from inside the tree fort looking out the window of Jake just looking depressed by this grave. It is. It's super dramatic. As Finn prepares to go to sleep, Jake climbs into Finn's bed as he's still worried about the cutie's threats, but Finn reassures Jake that the creatures are harmless. So Jake remarks that Finn sounds like mom before falling asleep. I love this little moment. This like, moment was so great. Yeah, this is one of those moments that it's like one of those little breather moments that just lets you know the characters a little more. And like it really humanizes them in a way that a lot of other kids shows wouldn't do. It does. And I think it just it's like, oh, yeah, these guys are brothers, even yeah. though they're brothers from another mother. They're like have this bond. And I think it's cool because it speaks to 
like the next episode that we're gonna watch is or that we watched really speaks to that bond that they have yeah but i just it was just one of those really i don't know it was a heartwarming moment very heartwarming is the right word yeah i'm so glad they put it there yeah totes finn listens for a moment before spotting two cuties handling jake's sword before they flee jake's sword looks mean by the way (laughs) thing looks like it could do some damage and as jake's fear intensifies they both hear strange noises downstairs Upon coming across nothing but a broken window, the two hear a voice claiming to be their mother, stating that she's disappointed in both of them and that they're stupid. However, a line. that was, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, oh, I, I did want to point out that earlier in the episode when they're climbing down to the bottom level of the tree fort and uh, like looking at the window at the cuties, you can see all their treasure and there's like a ton of wall meat in there and it is hilarious yeah castlevania style it is so funny like tons of meat scattered about within the gold (laughs) room temperature yeah how does that make sense matthew oh maybe they made magic i mean i guess it it is very fin and jake of them to have that yep however they soon discover it's one of the creatures playing a joke on them they chase the creature into a hole in the tree trunk where finn grabs it before escaping it warns finn and jake of an attack on the fort by their army of cuties arriving at sunrise. The next morning, Finn and Jake blockade the tree fort with furniture and seeing the army arriving, they become afraid. However, after seeing the cute creatures fall apart and injure themselves, one even explodes. They discover the creatures are very weak and harmless except to themselves. Yeah, they're they're like completely useless in battle. Totally. Like, before they even make it to the tree fort, they're all like laying on the ground and many of them are crying and it's... It's cute. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's very fierce and vicious. So the king tries to help them but fails and orders a retreat. So Finn and Jake follow the cute king to a well with the remaining injured small creatures. So he tries to plan their next attack despite the fact that they can't take two steps without exploding. But this only ends with them all crying. So taking pity on the cuties, Finn and Jake decide to fake their death so the creatures can feel good about themselves and declare their first victory. But in order to make it seem like a battle between the armies, they decide that they're going to call all of their friends. (laughs) And in reality, (laughs) the only ones that show up are Lumpy Space Princess, Bimo, Cinnabon Bun, and a duck. (laughs) A duck. A duck. (laughs) All their closest friends, and one of them is a duck. A duck. (laughs) So when the creatures attack, okay, but see, before they do that, Finn gives them like this like Braveheart-esque speech before, like, we're going to win by letting them win. And Jake's like, man, they're going to mess up my stats. It was just, ugh, it was crazy funny. Yeah. So yeah, the creatures then attack and Finn, Jake, and their friends fake their deaths and pretend to bleed with ketchup. But at the end of the attack, the cute king is... Um, standing on top of Jake's stomach, and it's like, finally, I'll be able to perform the victory dance. And he's, like, dancing, um, which causes Jake to laugh, revealing that he is actually alive. And everyone else, realizing that Jake is caught, reveals themselves. Uh, so the cute king is sad by this, claiming that he just wanted he and his people to cause fear and gain control. So Finn tells the cute king that his people's power is not their strength, but in their cuteness. So the cute king asks Finn how to use their power, and Finn decides to send the cute king to the ice king, who he knows this guy could probably easily manipulate. So the Q King demands that the Ice King makes him a sandwich. And Ice King is like, I, I make sandwiches for no one or something like that. So the Q King strikes a cute pose, which the Ice King is awestruck by and promptly makes a sandwich. And that's how it ends. 
And it was cute because the cute king was like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. like, I gotcha. <laughs> All right, Matt, what were your first thoughts? I think uh, this is a fun episode. It's cute. It, it's it's a nice little breather episode after uh, getting into some more plot-heavy stuff. Yeah. What, I Go ahead. Sorry. What are your first thoughts? Well, I thought this was an adorable episode. Like, after I watched it, we watched it again today, so we watched this a couple times, and it was just like, aw, so cute. Like, it, it was just a cute little, I don't know, speaks to the overall nature of Finn and Jake, especially Finn, right? Because he's, he's really the like oftentimes the leader in the relationship. And when he like he sees that these creatures are struggling and he wants to just be the overall good guy that he is. And so he's the problem solver. And as he's problem solving, he wants to make everybody feel good. And I think that was, I don't know, adorable. Yeah, it's awesome. I had a thought coming out of this one with them deciding, well, you know, these guys aren't going to accept defeat, so let's just let them win. That reminds me of, like, a few times in the past I've, like, babysat. Sometimes you have a kid who, like, hasn't learned how to lose, and, like, their parents just let them win in every game and stuff like that, which is yeah. the worst. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, um, so I think of, like, this one time where I was babysitting a kid who, like, really liked the Sonic game. He's like, oh, I'll play with you, but you have to let me win. I'm like, well, if I'm going to play with you, I'm going to play fair, and I'm not going to let you win. I'm sorry. If, <laughs> which is totally fine. So... We were playing, and I didn't even mean to win, and I won. This kid threw, like, the biggest tantrum, and I was like, okay, well, you know, parents are going to be here in 10 minutes, whatever, let's let you win the next one, and then you're their problem. And I feel like that's what uh, Finn basically did in this episode. He's like, all right, well, let's just let these guys win and then send them off somewhere else <laughs> so we don't have to deal with them anymore. Yeah. What I thought was cute is how, so one of when they came to attack um, the second time, Finn and Jake and Lumpy, LSP and um, Cinnamon Bun and the Duck, um, they actually morphed into a bigger shape and the way that the camera panned, it made it look like it was like this huge animal. But then once it got to Finn, it like came up to his knees. It was hilarious. Yeah, that was great. That was probably my favorite moment, moment in the episode. That was really cool. And LSP's drama. Oh yeah. was also great. <laughs> yeah. Cause, um, Finn was like, don't act too big. Cause otherwise they're going to know that we're lying. And she's like, no, no way. I'm going to fall in love then fall out of love and my heart. <laughs> she was good in this yeah anything you didn't like matt no so i don't know why i never paid much attention to this one before but it is hilarious and i really don't have any problems with it from beginning to end yeah me neither i think it's just a light episode and it has some really cute sentimental moments in it um as well as that idea of playing to your strengths right like yeah. Sometimes I think in life we try to be something we're not. And I think that like everybody. Okay. So I was talking to my boss, right? Yesterday. And we were talking about her boss. And she's like, man, she's so great. How is it that she's just this amazing person? And blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I know she's really great. But remember, she didn't start out that way. She leveled up. You know, we always talk about leveling up and like how we grow into different positions. And so I think this is just a really cool example of leveling up. So by the end of this episode, the cute king realized that he was trying to level up in a way that wasn't he was he was trying to have um, like force something that wasn't going to happen. And so his ability to level up had to play on what are your real strengths, not yeah. the strengths you wish you had, you know, and I just thought that was neat. Totally. Nice. Yeah, I do feel like Finn is enforcing bad behavior in the end by basically um, allowing sore losers to win. <laughs> really? Yeah. I See, I don't see it that way. I see him being a problem solver and, like, him trying to, like, like help these little guys realize yeah. their awesomeness. Yeah, he, he does help. He helps. He helps. 
<laughs> okay. Matt, where was the snail? Ooh, the snail is in the hut in the background when BMO is taking pictures of the cuties. Snail watch 2020. Snail watch. <coughs> snail watch. Oh my gosh. Try to do a voice and it didn't work. You're killing me. There's no filth face in this episode. Bummer. All right, Matt. What was your favorite line? I think my favorite line was, I'm paralyzed by the cuteness, Jake. I love that. What's yours? Um, It's also Jake. He's like, I love you, everything burrito. Again, food. Love it. Absolutely. So great. I had a, a backup line, though, a second favorite, and it's, I'm going to manhandle those guys' bananas. It's been <laughs> great line. I love it. That's good. Do <laughs> you want to give me an impression of a character? Yeah. So these are the cuties that were spying on Finn and Jake. We've been watching you, learning your weaknesses. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Sounds like Ralph Wiggum again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I choo choo choose you, Lisa Simpson. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, so mine's going to be LSP. Oh, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the best. That's good. I love LSP. Oh, so we got some trivia on this episode. Yeah. 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 Okay. So first piece is some episode summaries released by Cartoon Network uses the older version of the cutie's name, Snuggadoodle and Hugaboopies. Hugaboopies. I love it. So, I don't understand why they didn't use that in the episode. I don't know, but I like it. I feel I feel betrayed. Betrayed. Let down. Dismayed. I think Cartoon Network knows us Cartoon Network knows us one. Cartoon Network owes us one. I'm going to cry myself to sleep now. I am too. I'm going to cry myself to sleep too. So even though Bimo is genderless, Finn calls them my lady in this episode. Hmm, I like yeah. that. It's just really interesting. Hmm. 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 Uh, this is the first episode that Finn and Jake talk about Margaret, Jake and Finn's mom, calling her mom. Yeah. So it's revealed in the book Righteous Rules for Being Awesome that Jake ate his everything burrito after he buried it. Gross. Nice. Uh, this is the only episode where Finn sleeps under a blanket without his sleeping bag. Ah. Interesting. He normally sleeps in his little uh, sleeping bag with his little face poking out. Yeah, like that's right. He looks like a little worm. He's a little cute guy. Oh, uh, here's my favorite piece of trivia. Okay. Uh, and I caught this one as we were watching it. So Bimo's camera produces the same sound as the hitchhiker's camera from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. How amazing is that? Love little details like that. That is just bonkers. You know, like, I'm a big horror movie nut, so, like, whenever yeah. there's a reference in the show, I'm like, oh, it's always, like, some some uh, deep dive, too. It's, like, mm -hmm. a deep cut that, like, only people who really know these movies are going to catch, so I love that. That is cool. I like that, too. This is the first episode where viewers see Finn having a weapon other than a sword. His weapon of choice in this episode was a crossbow and a bolt. He is a crossbow kind of guy, isn't he? I guess, in this episode, he Yeah. Is. So it's been a little bit. Let's let's dust off the old uh, predictions. Uh, so do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode based on its title alone? Yeah, more than anything. All right. So in the season three opener, we come upon Finn and Jake who are asked by the Mandalorian to help him save Baby Yoda. Just kidding. You know what's funny <laughs> about that part? Okay, so I know I was just joking on that part, but that really speaks to how long ago I wrote that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I about the million, million that was like, point. yeah, that was like forever ago. Yeah, it was like Christmas time. We've like watched three or four entire series between. I know it's now. insane. Okay, go ahead. So Finn and Jake are traveling abroad and come come upon a small town. Here they see some of the cutest animals ever seen. Oh, they are asked to be judges in a contest to see who is the cutest. However, however, 
However, it goes all awry when the animals get jealous over the winter, and they have to think of a creative way to bring peace to the village again. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I like yep. that. Creativity, A++. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. As far as how close it is, there's some cute animals in it. Yeah. C. I'll Give take it a that. C. Yeah. I'll take that. Hmm. Yeah, there's cuteness in it. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Hence the title. Yeah. All right. And how about a prediction for our, the next episode we're going to be covering? So I want to tell you something. Before I wrote this prediction, I did Google the title of the episode. So I don't know if that's cheating or not. But I just want to be really clear about that because it's actually a really good guess. Yeah. So, because I didn't know what it meant. Uh, Moraturi te salut. It's not my fault. It's your fault mostly. Anyway, so my prediction for season two or season three, episode two Finn and Jake are captured and are forced to fight as gladiators to get out of bondage. They work as a team to defeat a beast in front of them and are released back into Ooh. Wow. Yeah. I just knew it was about gladiators. So yeah. Had to make that guess. Well, I guess we'll, maybe we'll find out. Maybe. Speaking of which, you want to get to it? Well, yeah. All right. Wait, any last thoughts about this episode? No, enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a, it was a fun little season opener. Yeah, I agree. I think it was perfect just the yeah. way it was. All right, let's kick it. Season three, episode two. Marjorie did so long. <laughs> Could you pronounce that more, please? Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So it has an IMDb rating of 7.6. You like how I avoided saying that? Thanks. <laughs> um, overall number 54 is directed by Larry Leachleiter and Cole Sanchez. Written and storyboarded by Adam Muto and Rebecca Sugar. Oh, cool. Original air date was July 18th, 2011, and it had 1.78 U.S. million viewers. Oh. So really low viewership yeah. on that one. Big dip from that last one. Sure was. So the title card is Finn with a maniacal look on his face holding his sword up against a ghost gladiator. So, yeah, that's actually very accurate for the episode. Yeah, it, like, it looks like it's almost stolen directly from. And it does have like a throne in the back with a big sword. You're always so good with catching these small details. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, so after barely rescuing a bunch of hedgehog creatures, which are so adorable... Another adorable character from a burger monster, um, which the burger monster looks like the hamburglar. It totally does. Like his mouth is like, anyway, is the burger and it's like, bah! and his like mouth opens and there's like meat. Anyway. Yeah. Don't you love that? Like, the very first image in this episode is bonkers. It is so great. It is so great. And like Jake is like flying through the air like a football holding Finn and the bait, the hedgehog creatures. Oh, it was great. Just yeah. starts with boom adventure. Boom. Um. So anyway, Time. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little late. <laughs> Can I go on? I guess. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to. I do. Uh, Finn's plan apparently went wrong because Jake didn't follow it, and Finn and Jake are lured into an arena by the sound of fighting. Once at the Fight King's arena, they meet a Fight King. Who promises glory if they step through the seal on the arena? <laughs> glory. Glory. This guy's voice. So Finn and Jake instantly figure out that it's a trap and leave. And then they're like, well, you know, we probably would have been trapped fighting gladiator ghosts or something. And then they start realizing that sounds pretty awesome. So they run back in. And after defeating two gladiator ghosts, the Viking gives them each an olive branch. And Jake's like, well, this is kind of a sucky gift or sucky reward. So they prepare to leave because Jake's thighs hurt because he grows his thighs to like squish 
one of the ghosts. But the Viking stops them and says that they must earn their freedom by defeating each of his ghosts. So then he sends them, like, the ground opens up and these, like, ground arms take them and pull them down underground into this uh, underground, like, tunnel area, which is right under their arena, arena, until they're able to fight again. And they call, they have to, like, call out the fight king's name. So Finn starts planning. He starts thinking, hey, what are we going to do? And he makes a plan to do what the Fight King says and defeat the ghosts to earn their freedom. But then Jake starts to morph the plan into switching himself with a dirt dummy and dig for lava to forge a molten hula hoop to increase morale. <laughs> stating that the cave will be as fun as a, quote, tropical island. And then he sings the tropical island song. The singing in this episode is so great. Yeah. I love all of it, Matthew. It is. It is. It's like, it's when I think about the Tropical Island song, it's, it's never in context with this episode because it's, it's so out all. of place. It totally is. But that makes it so funny. It's like, His what plan the makes what? No sense whatsoever. No. Like, we know that Jake has trouble focusing. Yeah. And this episode is like the biggest example of that. It's like Jake is in his own little world and not following what is really happening. And, but yet the music. He's like, on a tropical island, and so cute. Yeah, and like every time it cuts back to him in this cave, he's continuing the song. At one point, his hands turn into like little hula, like people, <laughs> yep. hula dancers, and they're like, da- anyway, it's so adorable. You have to see this episode yeah. just for the music, if it's anything. Great. That, yeah. Like that alone makes this episode stand out. Yes. So Finn goes along with the plan and goes back to the arena with the dirt dummy. And by the way, I love the image of the dirt dummy. Yeah. The the dirt Jake. It's so sad and lumpy looking. It is. It looks so depressed. It's clearly a, a pile of dirt that's made to look like Jake. It's great because this fight king still doesn't see that. He's like, huh. All right. <laughs> so so Finn, Finn defeats more ghosts. And these ghosts, they have like these um Greek names. And they're like, I'm sorry, as they're fighting. So clearly, you know, they've got some history with having to fight their friends in the past mm-hmm. for this fight king. So uh, the fight king gives Finn his favor by knighting him with a sword, and he becomes more violent than usual, striking random fighting poses. Then Jake comes up to see what's happening, and Finn almost hits him when he goes into his kill zone. He also eats the olive branch that the fight king gives him. Oh, yeah, he does. And starts eating dirt also at some <laughs> point. I'm oh. like, whoa, dude. Whoa. You need to calm down. I fight. Two fights. <laughs> So when they go back into the cavern, Finn is becoming even more violent, and Jake believes that this is a lack of morale. So he resumes digging for lava as Finn goes back up to fight the rest of the gladiator ghosts. The other question I have about this episode is when he finds lava, how is he going to handle the lava exactly. to forge a hula hoop? Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, he never even attempts to dig deep enough to find no. lava. Like, it goes like two feet. Yeah, and the like, and why did he think that there was going to be lava in there? It, it doesn't make any sense. Oh my goodness! Like, anyway, no aspect of his plan makes sense. It's so good. So while Jake sings about being on a tropical island again, Finn sound, soundly defeats every gladiator ghost. But the Fight King says he has one more opponent to face and brings the dirt dummy Jake forward, which Finn savagely attacks and slices a knife in his head. So Jake, after realizing in song that his plan would have re- would result in death, comes back out of the hole and 
Finn reveals the dirt dummy to be a farce. So then he turns on Jake, who runs when the seemingly bloodthirsty Finn goes after him. And as he's like running, he's like stretching his body out and like weaving, and it captures Finn inside of his like body. Yeah, like anaconda body. Yeah. Anaconda don't want no more. Okay. Um, and Finn's like, I can't kill my brother and throws a dagger down. And he's like, I need a bigger sword. And the Fight King, who has this huge sword that he knighted Finn with, he throws it to Finn, who ca- who catches it. And it looks like Finn is going to take it and slice Jake, but he throws it to the ground, shattering the sword. Immediately, the Fight King gives up the ghost and becomes like, dust yeah it's really cool yeah it's pretty cool and then finn comes out of this trance supposed trance that he was in yeah so i think this says something for finn because like you know he had like enough willpower to fight off the uh the fight king yeah and his will yeah um fight king reminds me of the emperor from star wars you know the whole do oh it. Yeah. yeah yeah he reminded me a lot of him and he like never leaves his chair Finn is like, yo, dude, the plan worked. And Jake's like, that was a plan. That was that was the plan. You were playing the whole time. Finn's like, yeah, man, you always mess up the plan. You would have bungled this plan and we'd end up dead. Yep. So, yep. And they're all walking out of the uh, arena. Um, I mean, Finn and Jake and all these ghosts and they're walking in pairs. So you know that, you know, their spirits are at peace with each other. Yeah. And they all kind of float away. Rihanna goes with them. Yeah, so Jake's like, so you could have killed me. He's like, yeah, well, if you bungled my plan, I might have killed you for real this time. Yeah, exactly. It's like, follow the plan. It was a good episode. Yeah, I really like this one. All right, Matt, what did you like? What are your first thoughts? Uh, I love the Fight King. I think he's really funny. His voice really cracks me up, where he does that kind of ah thing Yeah. between words. And I love Jake in this one. He's hilarious. And I really liked uh, Jeremy Shada's voice acting for Finn in this one because he goes through a lot of range mm-hmm. between, you know, regular Finn and savage Finn. His voice yeah. gets, like, really gravelly. Yeah. So, yeah, it, like I felt like the voice acting in particular in this one was really good. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that before we were, we were recording. And I was like, man, Jeremy Shada's, like, he has so much talent in his voice acting. And I think about... All of the different roles that Finn plays in this show and how there's a couple things, and and we've touched on this in the past, but the fact that they have Finn growing with Jeremy Shada in this, like, as Jeremy grows older, Finn also grows older, and, like, his voice drops and things like that, and I just think that's so neat. I've never seen that happen. I think when we're accustomed to shows like The Simpsons or, like, Family Guy or American Dad... And or even like kids shows where the voice actors are primarily adult and they don't grow anymore. Right. Yeah. And so like the Simpsons, like Simpsons, Bart Simpson is the same age for the last like what, 30 years or whatever. Yeah. And so for it, it was so neat to watch them do that with a young actor who then is growing. And instead of because many child actors, when they are like, think of like kid president. Right. Matt's homemade pop filter just <laughs> defied him. I don't know what just happened. Go on. Um, so like Kid President, right? Like they would comment. We actually watched like a Where is Kid President Now thing because they're launching a new uh, series with him who is, is really cool. But they even commented on that too where he's like he wasn't this little cute kid and that was going to change, and they even, like, called it out in the episodes, like, at the end of the episode. So I just think, it, like, so often 
do kid or child actors like the show that they're doing doesn't always like bridge with them but I think what was cool about Adventure Time is that it allowed for that to happen and I just think that's really cool yeah and it makes me wonder if like the amount of character development you do get throughout the show with multiple characters stems from the idea of aging Finn with Jeremy Shada yeah like not just his character I mean yeah Yeah. so no I totally agree hamburger guy <laughs> Your first thoughts that My you have written down. My first thoughts was the hamburger guy. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> I loved it. The hamburger guy was so funny. Yeah. And it was only like two seconds. Like it's not even like you don't dwell on it at all. You just see a glimpse and it was like that was just hilarious. Yeah, I really want to know that guy's story. Also, when Jake is singing about the tropical island, right? And he makes a mermaid tail and like Anyway, out of the dirt, it was funny. Yeah, and, like, the fins at the end of the tail are made from, like, skeleton skeletons. hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It was great. Yeah, I love Dirt Jake. He's so mm-hmm. frumpy and sad looking. Yes. Uh, I wrote that the Fight King looks like burnt beef jerky. Yeah, he does. You were right on that. Yeah. What other thoughts do you have? Uh, this is a this is one of the episodes that I frequent over the years. I While we were taking a break, I just kind of popped on some of my favorite episodes just, mm-hmm. just for fun. Yeah. And this was one of them. Oh, cool. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, I love this one. This is uh, a standout for me in this season just because of how fun it is and dialogue's funny. I, I just love like all the, all the Finn and Jake stuff in this one. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think that, again, like we said about episode one, is that you just see this further development of these brothers and their relationship. And I love that. Yeah. I love oh, it so much. What, hmm. did you, um, what did you prefer between this one and Conquest of Cuteness? That's a really good question. Because I far prefer this episode. Yeah, I mean, I think they're so different. Um, yeah, they really are. I There are parts about the first episode that I like. Like the whole burrito thing is just <laughs> really funny. But episode two really speaks to like, again, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can pick one. Yeah. Because like I think about like the mom moment. Man, you sound just like mom, you know? And like, yeah. like things like that. And then- but I can see why you would far prefer this one too. Yeah, I I think it's like in general, and I I don't want to spoil this for everybody when we do our rankings at the end of the season. But um, I I used to think that season two was the best season, and now I'm realizing season three, mm-hmm. three or four might be like the absolute best. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Like well, I'm excited balance. to watch these seasons because I haven't watched all of them. I have seen some of this. The you know watching with you before we decided to do this podcast, like we would watch like this is your happy show, and so like we would watch a couple episodes here and there, and so there are some episodes that I've seen, and like um I don't know like I can see why you would like this episode a lot more than the first episode for sure. I just don't know that I can pick between the two of them because they each have really redeeming qualities about both of them. Totally. There's something about this one that stood out for me too, uh, especially in times like right now where you know where everybody's kind of barricaded inside. And you have Jake in, like, this miserable-looking dungeon surrounded by skeletons, and he's still making the best of the situation. Ooh, I like that. And keeping himself entertained. Mm-hmm. Like, keeping a positive attitude, thinking about tropical islands. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just love that. Like, yeah. the positivity there is just, I love it. It's so good. I like that, too. I like that you said that. Yeah. Because, I mean, we we get to choose, right? Yeah. What we focus on and what, I mean, yeah, it's, like, whatever. But, like, we get to choose how we direct our energy. Like, do you remember that, um, the episode with Finness uses imagination? Yeah. Because they're trapped inside? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, the show does that a few times, doesn't it? Where they're stuck inside, so they just have to keep themselves entertained and mm-hmm. have an adventure indoors. Yeah. What's up with Jake and Lava, though? 
Yeah, I don't know. Because he did lava on the floor in that episode, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Weird. It's funny. Matt, where is the snail? Ooh, the snail is in the rocks on the right side of the screen when Finn and Jake first enter the arena. I did not catch him, did you? Nope, sure didn't. Nah, I had to read this one. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Yeah? Snail watch 2020. Snail watch. 2020! <laughs> Hindsight. <laughs> There is no Phil face in this episode. Bummer. What was your favorite line? Ooh, my favorite line was, let's go, Finn. My thighs hurt. Okay, so that was really funny because he came up with, like, the beef legs, and he <laughs> used his legs to strangle one of the gladiator ghosts, and it was hilarious. His legs look, like, unusually realistic, like, human legs. Mm-hmm. It's really funny looking. Yeah. What's your favorite line? Another Jake line. Ooh. All right, ready? Rubbing it on my body, rubbing it on my body. Oh, nice. Yeah. From the lotion, the suntan lotion. Get me out of this place. Also, uh, another runner-up line, just because these two episodes had so many good ones. And yeah. it's another Jake line. That's some funky junk, brother. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of his most popular lines on the show. Uh, give me give me an impression of a character from this one. <sighs> okay, so I'm going to do Jake. <laughs> I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'm excited for this one because you got to sing, too. I think I'll turn into a lava man. <laughs> nice. No, it's not. It's not good. It kind of sounded like a, it was like a Sesame Street character almost. I like your voices. They're fun. Okay, let's move you on. You never know what to expect. No, let's move on. <laughs> I hate you right now. It's not even funny. <laughs> I told you, I, I'm not going to be able to do mine either. Uh, it's the Fight King. Step forth beyond. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> You okay there? Yeah, you hurt right. yourself? I did. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> I love like, your impression. It was like tweaked my neck from trying to do that voice. <laughs> you did throw your back out from, you know, yawning, yawning the other day. Yeah, so. I'm so old. You oldie. <laughs> All right, Matt, guess what? What? We have some trivia. What? Yeah. Sweet. Let's do it. All right. So the gladiators that Finn and Jake fight are marked by wounds that match the weapons of their partners. What? For example, the first two gladiators, one uses a mace and his partner has a large chunk of his shoulder missing. The other uses daggers and his partner has multiple small cuts all over his arms. That's crazy. That I didn't is notice fascinating. That. I didn't either. That's so cool. Yeah. So the Fight King sword reads, to fight is to live in runic code. Okay, so I was looking at the lettering on his sword, and I was wondering what that meant. So yeah. I thought that's really cool. I, I just assumed it was going to be like some nod to like an animator or something. Like that kind of stuff in the show usually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I noticed that there are so many fine details in, in this series, in each episode, that anything, I try and like scan the screen when I'm watching to like pick up little things. Yeah. All right, the last one is Moraturi Te Salitemus. I'm so glad it's the last time we have to try to pronounce mm-hmm. it. Is roughly half of a Latin phrase commonly translated as, we who are about to die salute you. It's often associated with ancient Roman gladiators. Yeah, and they even use it in the movie uh, Gladiator. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, um... Your prediction was yeah. uh, Finn and Jake cap- are captured and forced to fight gladiators to get out of out of bondage. They work as a team to defeat the best in front of them and are released back into ooh. You are like 85% there with this one. I know, like, right? The only thing that didn't happen was Finn and Jake working as a team. Yep. <laughs> well, actually, they did because Finn had a plan. He did have a plan. And they like each followed the plan. 
So Jake's plan was to get a lava yes. hula hoop, and Finn's plan was to defeat the guy right. and release both of them. And Finn kind of manipulated Jake into following his plan. Yeah. I'm giving this. Okay, so creativity, you know, it's very close to this episode, and I love this episode, so A. Yes. And as far as how close you were to the plot, mm-hmm. I'm giving this an A-. minus. Yes! I, I think, think that's I, the best. I think that is one of the best I've ever gotten before. Yeah. Thank you. Thank that's you. That's amazing. Thank Good you. job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's see if Round, you of, applause. Round, Round of, of applause. Round of applause, everybody. Round of applause. Good job. So I'll see if you can do the same for the next episode. Okay. I'm right. sure it's not, but okay. All right. So the next episode is called Memory of a Memory. Hmm. Okay. Because it has to do with memories. Even though it's not sleeping, this is the Adventure Time response to Inception. Finn is bored and starts to daydream, but soon finds himself daydreaming within a daydream and gets stuck. Jake realized that Finn won't come out of it and tries to join in the daydream with him to help him get out. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I love that. I'm pretty sure it's amazing. It sounds like a later season kind of episode where it starts getting very existential. Yeah. There is an episode, like the pillow one. Oh, I love that episode. It's like a tearjerker and a half. Yeah, I got super emotional the last time we watched that one. Totally. So, like, I like it when cartoons make me feel things, right? Because I think that it just speaks to this medium of being able to play on human emotion and be like, hey, just because we're animated doesn't mean, you know, it can't be that we can't draw upon emotion or or whatever. Yeah, and I think that's a really hard thing to accomplish, too, because a a lot of shows try it and just can't quite pull it off like uh, Family Guy. I feel yeah. like Family Guy is awkward when it tries to get emotional because mm-hmm. the show is so nihilistic in its humor that, like, uh, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Same with, like, American Dad. But, like, you know, The Simpsons, Adventure Time, uh, even Futurama have pulled it off pretty Futurama well. Futurama did it so well. Yeah. Shockingly. Yeah. The dog. Aww. Oh, man. Oh, I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Matt, guess what? What? We have some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So do you want to read the first one? Sure. Julie Bean XX gave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Um, It is titled Adventure Time Love Reignited. After finding all 10 seasons of Adventure Time on Hulu, I searched to see if Adventure Time podcasts existed, and I found this one. Matt and Amy are so funny and amusing to listen to. I love how they go on go into detail of each and every episode, which sounds mundane, but it's great to listen to other people's perspectives on the show. Plus, they keep it entertaining and they work well together. Thanks for reigniting my love for this show, and you guys are great. Thanks. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. you we know, really I, appreciate it. Check every few days on uh, Apple Podcasts to see if we've gotten any new reviews. And I've, I'm always terrified that I'm going to go in one day and we're going to see that first like really negative one. And I've been just floored by how positive people have been on the show. Like, I'm so glad people are enjoying it. It makes me so happy. And, you know, we've said this, like, multiple times. But we do this because we love to do it. And we do this because it's something as a couple we get to do together. And it's fun. And we enjoy it. And putting out a podcast is a lot of hard work. But the payoff of just, like, knowing that people are enjoying themselves and having a good time is, I don't know, really rewarding for me. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. So thank you for your five-star review. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And uh, another little piece of feedback we got was uh, from Twitter user I am the religion in response to a post that we made about our homemade pop filters. Because, you know, like to avoid like hard P sounds and a microphone, you have to have like this little filter. We didn't want to buy one. So like I made some from like 
paper towels and Pringle cans if we're using them right now. And this guy put up an image on Twitter in response to that saying, it's not as MacGyver as a Pringles can and paper towel, but if it works, it works. So he had like a cloth rubber banded onto a, the front of a microphone. It's awesome. It is so cool. He did really great. Total MacGyvered that. Yeah. So we had a little chat about it. And uh, he talked about the fact that you don't have to go broke to make a podcast. And he said, and I quote, anyone can do it if they put in a little time and have a lot of rubber bands. And so, yeah, I shared his image on Twitter and and our Facebook page. It's awesome. And I absolutely agree. Like, I think a lot of people are afraid that it costs a ton of money to start a podcast. But, you know, just a little ingenuity, uh, creativity, and you can make one. Yeah. Totally. So I know that we're hosted by Anchor and we have like an ad about them, but the reason why we went with Anchor is because it's free. And I know free doesn't always equal, you know, they're using data and all that stuff. But like, I don't know. I think it's great that it's a platform that you don't have to pay a ton of money to to keep your podcast up and going. Um, And I think that there are a lot of people who have great things to say. And this is a platform that anybody can put their stuff out there and yeah. there are a lot of creative individuals that listen to this show and there are a lot of creative individuals who aren't like celebrities or aren't like well-known figures in society and they they have great things to say so why not say them yeah i think a lot of people like they don't even know where to start with mm-hmm. getting a podcast out mm-hmm. so um it's really cool when you have sites like this one that make it so simple and streamlined and then they put it out into like all the different podcast streaming services for you. Yeah. It's really good if, if you're doing it for like passion and you're not trying to like make a living off of it. Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. I think that if you're trying to do this for profit and really making it your, your living, it's maybe not the best platform. But for those of us who are doing this for fun, uh, it works really great. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, Matt. Yeah. I had such a blast talking about these two episodes with you. Me too. It was awesome. I was a little worried I had to shake off the cobwebs before we got started, but yeah. I think we just rolled right back into it. Yeah. So, yeah. Matt. We're going to make some cinnamon buns? Yeah. We're making cinnamon rolls tonight. Woo! Matt's never made cinnamon rolls, and we are making cinnamon rolls, and I'm really excited about it because I love cinnamon rolls. It's going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. Maybe we'll take a picture and put it on Facebook. Yeah, let's do it. I think we should. If you want to email us, you can email us at omeglobpodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter, handles at omeglobpodcast. You can check us out on our website, omeglobpodcast at wordpress.com. Go ahead. Sorry. You can leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app if you go into our profile. It's really cool. And we'll play it on the air. Totally. Um, Please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.